welcome to this episode of Fathering on Fire. I'm your host, Ryan Sullivan. Today's guest is Jay Gabrani. He's a business owner, real estate investor, and the founder of Prepared Fathers. Today, we're going to hear Jay's story that led him to starting Prepared Fathers and what you can start doing immediately to better secure your family's financial future. We're going to talk about some simple strategies to start teaching your kids about money and business, everything from lemonade stands to online selling, as well as Jay's simple approach to investing. Simplify, simplify, and mitigate your risks. This was a great interview for me. As you're about to find out, I don't have a lot of confidence in my financial literacy at present, and I'm glad for the resources Jay is hooking us up with to help us get on the right track. Hope you enjoy the conversation, and I appreciate you joining us today. Jay, thank you so much for joining us today on Fatherhood on Fire. All right, great to be with you. Um, appreciate it. So you are the founder of Prepared Fathers, you know, a company that you never intended or would have wanted to start. I'm, I'm sure. Tell mm-hmm. us about that that journey that you've been on. Sure. So basically, uh, Prepared Fathers was born after an experience that I had in my life. It was a rather extraordinary experience, and it's not a good extraordinary experience. Uh, as a father with three kids, you know, married back in 2004. Three young children, 2005, 2007, 2009. So life was really busy, like a lot of fathers out there in your audience. And I had one of these extraordinary events where unfortunately my wife passed away in 2014. Um, now, let's just say that, you know, going through the emotions of all that stuff, we could probably talk on a totally separate episode about it. But what I really started concentrating on was I had an experience uh, uh, by the way, after her passing, I ultimately had to take a sabbatical, right? Overnight, I became a single dad, three kids, five, seven, and nine at the time. I just yeah. uh, didn't know what to do. Yeah, so, nobody would, for sure. Yeah, it, you're just completely lost. You're numb, all of this stuff. So I just had to shut down the business I was running at the time and focus inward. So I ended up taking a four-year sabbatical. Uh, during that sabbatical, I was the one of the experiences I had, uh, maybe about a year into it, was I was the executor of her estate, right? And I'm educated and trained, like university trained as an accountant. I'm a adult life entrepreneur for like 20 plus years. And I've been a real estate investor for 10 plus years. So you would think that this whole executor thing with my accounting background, like I'd be able to handle it. And I, I wasn't, like it was very difficult for me. Uh-huh. So really I started talking to other fathers. I said, hey guys, like what would happen here? Because a lot of fathers, they come and ask me about money investing just naturally anyway before I had a business. Uh And uh, the answers I got back were not good. A lot of fathers are not prepared at all if something would happen, if life would throw them a curveball. Their family wouldn't know what to do. And then I realized something had to change. That is kind of where Prepared Fathers was born. It was born out of that idea that, you know, I can help other fathers just because I have a certain level of knowledge and I've had this experience that I've gone through. So if I can help them... And they can use that and secure their family's financial future. But most importantly, if they can teach that to their children, now Prepared Fathers is making an impact. So that's how it was born. That's the purpose behind it is to empower fathers financially. Yeah. And so um, you kind of kicked it off this year. You took quite a bit of time to develop um, the Prepared Fathers program. Like. So, so share with us a little more about the specifics of prepared fathers and, and what it is that you provide your clients. Sure. So basically, a lot of fathers out there, Ryan, I, you know, most of the ones that I talk to, uh, a lot of them inherited the whole thing of overseeing family finance. It was oh, just yeah. kind of, just because they're the guy, it was just kind of given to them. 
lot of fathers have no training in this stuff. Okay. They may be like the only training they may have is from maybe their parents, maybe if they've gone out and got outside education, but let's say their parents maybe weren't doing the right things either. They've grown up with these belief systems that are incorrect and now they're managing their own family. So I recognize that that really, that whole thing, there's a big gap there. So our programs, our checklists, we offer a lot of free checklists, right? And we're going to offer one to your audience. Um, we basically start with kind of how do you get financially prepared? Mm -hmm. Right now, I find a lot of fathers in the, in the category of financial negligence. They just don't know. They don't know what to do. They don't know what not to do. They're just confused. No one yeah. talks to them about it. Yeah, well, you're talking to one right now. I'm definitely in that yes. bucket. <laughs> you would be surprised how many fathers are in that same group, okay? Like, it's the most, majority of them, right? Don't have a will, don't have insurance. Uh, their paperwork is not thoughtfully organized in one place, so it's easily found. Like, all these things mm -hmm. which are vital for finance. Finance revolves around all of us, uh -huh. right? We live in a first world country. If we have family, we have assets, well, we're going to need money. And we have to learn how to manage these things, but it's not taught in school. So we're out there blind. We try and fill those gaps in, right? We try and help people see, overcome their blind spots. We try and help them recognize this is important that they got to manage their family's money. Don't give it to anybody else. So we try and get fathers to become financially organized, but more importantly, financially self-directed. Lots of checklists, lots of programs, some free, some paid, but that's how we help our clients. Yeah, for sure. So like, I'm definitely in that negligent, um, you know, bucket. I'm, I'm lucky my wife is actually incredibly organized and responsible. Um, but of course that puts a, a ton of stress and burden on her that, that I want to come along and be a full partner in, uh, in our financial. And also for if a situation such as yours were to happen to me, my family would be in a disastrous place. Um, I don't have an accounting background. I don't do numbers well. Um, so like, what's, uh, you know, what's the starting point? What's the really low hanging fruit that anybody listening today can take action on immediately? Great question. Okay. So the resource that we're going to provide your audience is what we call at prepared fathers, the ultimate guide to financial preparation. Okay. It is basically a three-step process. Uh, the letter C A P cap. It's kind of okay. our cap formula conversations, assets, paperwork, that, that checklist will help you go through and understand here's the conversations you have to have once you're kind of when talking about this, right? Yeah. Your spouse, your executor, your parents, siblings, adult children. These are people that are around you that when you are putting together your financial preparation plan, mm -hmm. you need to talk to them. So conversations, assets, pretty simple, regardless of how much money you make today or regardless of how much you have today or own today, I encourage fathers to just recognize that you can start today. Even if you've never done any of these things, start having a plan to build your assets uh, thoughtfully, right? Because there is a lot of thoughtfulness that goes into it, a lot of focus that goes into it. And the more you focus on it, the better you're going to become at it. And it's a long-term game. So assets, A. And P is the one where a lot of fathers, unfortunately, kind of fall flat is their paperwork. Yeah. You know, like they got some papers over here offline in a folder, then they got some stuff on their phone, then they got stuff up in Dropbox. It's all over the place. And if something happened to them, no one's gonna be able to find it. And that's no good to anybody. So we try and teach them to put their paperwork thoughtfully organized in one place, uh -huh. online, offline. So those are kind of the three areas that we talk about. And they can pick up that guide 
the ultimate guide to financial preparation. If they can go please to www.preparedfathers.com forward slash FOF for fatherhoods on fire. Okay. And that's where they can get that resource. If you're a father and you're in charge of your family finances, please go and get that resource absolutely free. It will help you out enormously to just kind of get your ducks in a row. You know, in the movies, it's time to get your affairs in order. A doctor will say to someone like someone who's not doing well, yeah. well you don't have to, you don't have to be dying in order to get your affairs in order. You just get that checklist and you can start getting your affairs in order well before you need it. Yeah. Oh man. That's so like, as we talk about paperwork and just like having that conversation, it's overwhelming. It feels like it just continues to pile on. Um, and obviously you went through, you got to allude to the emotional aspect of that. So like what encouragement do you have from, from that side of things of like, yeah, it's piling on. I'm already feeling overwhelmed already. Like I feel like I should have already learned this. Like you said, like it's not taught in school. You just kind of pick these things up. Mm-hmm. Um, so what encouragement and guidance you have from just like overcoming that emotional side of the, the financial preparation piece? It's really important to recognize that, you know, regardless of where you are today, no matter what, good, bad, indifferent, ugly, whatever your financial picture looks like or whatever organization levels you have is that you can get better. All right. That's the first thing I want fathers to know. The second thing is the, why is this not talked about? I'm not really sure because it's applicable to every household and every family. So get out there and ask questions, do some research. This is all free stuff. This is nothing you have to pay money for. This is free stuff. So you can do it. All right. And the third one is if you have any doubt that you can do it, your children, just keep your children in mind. Your children are worth it. Why would you want to put undue stress on your family? spouse, children, parents, when it doesn't have to be like that, right? And let's again, let's say that life doesn't throw you a curveball for another like 20 years. Fantastic. It's still worth it to get prepared today. So you can do it regardless of where you are. Your children are worth it. That's really the most important one. Anyone who's getting stuck, think of your kids. That's who you're doing this for. That's who you're protecting. Yeah, that's awesome. That's and it's such a driving motivating force, obviously like keeping the, the kids in mind. And so to have that direction and encouragement. We're their main teachers, right? And the better you get at this stuff, again, you're going to teach them about this stuff. And that is, that's higher level, right? Like now it's just not you. There's a bigger, there's a bigger purpose to doing this and it's your children and their financial future. Teaching them is probably the best gift you can give them, teaching them about finances. Yeah. So on, on that note, like, what do you, what do you do with your kids? And like, what do you encourage to facilitate that education instruction? Do you have them with like the paperwork showing them spreadsheets and budgets kind of, what does that look like? Uh, well, basically my kids again, born in 2005, seven and nine. And when I was building a real estate portfolio, they, uh, I built it right in my local area. Like all the properties I own are within minutes of my house. So when I go and drop my kids off to school, we drive by properties. I'm teaching them something. We see for sale signs. We see orange construction fences. I'm teaching about this stuff. So just in everyday conversation, that's a great start. Now, when it comes to their own money, yeah, they're young kids. So I'm teaching them ways that, see, when I was a younger kid in the like 70s and 80s, there was no internet. There were no smartphones. There was no technology. I remember what it was like. If you want to do a business, the most popular business was uh, go do a newspaper route or go work in some sort of 
restaurant or donut shop or make minimum wage, right? Uh That was kind of the only answer. I teach my kids now that with the internet and smartphones, there's enormous amounts of opportunity out there for them. So I'm constantly showing them that, uh, again, I try and align it with their interests. My job as a father is to see what are they interested in? My youngest loves horses. Angelica loves horses, horse riding. So any business she's going to do most likely will involve horses. So I'm teaching them constantly about, you know, how to buy and sell on Kijiji. They've all done lemonade stands. They've all collected gift money for birthday. The one rule that's simple that will start the discipline that every father can instill, 50% of every dollar they earn gets put away for their future self. They have to give it to me. I put it into their bank account. And that money is there when it's big enough, it gets invested. They buy like, we buy shares for them. And I teach them about stocks. So everything is linked, but the most important lesson you can teach your children is every dollar you earn, put away a healthy chunk of it. As we get older, maybe it's less and less. But right now, they literally could put away a hundred, but I want them to understand that they get to enjoy half the money too. Mm -hmm. They can go do whatever they wanna do. They don't have expenses, but it's all about things they want, toys or whatever, right? Yeah. Go ahead and do that. But the other 50%, uh, 50%, and that's the way I term it. People call it paying yourself. Mm -hmm. I I don't like that term. I like to say it's for your future self. Uh-huh. The kids understand it that way, right? Yeah. And, uh, it's great. So they'll use that money in 20, 30 years, mm-hmm. and that money will have a lot of time to grow and compound. That's what I teach my kids every day. Yeah, that's a good terminology. I'm familiar with, like, you know, the pay yourself first concept. And it, it maybe I get too hung up on the semantics, but yeah, it's kind of tough to grasp that. Um, yes. As I'm yeah. sitting here listening, I'm like, all right, man. So your you're nine, 10 year old is in a better financial situation than I am. But Hey, you know, whatever. Discipline, my friend. At least I'm handsome. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Great point. To my wife, at least. That's a skill, too. That can go far away as well. Not not that great. Um, That's that's awesome advice. So my Claire, she's one and a half, so I'm, like, feeling way so far away. But I know we've got some some listeners out there. So so I wonder, kids, like, you know, when you do bump up against that – you know, they don't want to put that 50, 50% away. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how do those conversations look? How do you, how do you help instill that? Non-negotiable. Yeah. Non-negotiable. Like they, uh, gift money, revenue money from the lemonade stands from Kijiji, like buy and sell stuff on Kijiji. Yeah. It's not that hard, right? They all have phones. It's very simple. I, Take some pictures, put some stuff up, generate some sales. I'm going to have to uh, check out Kijiji. This is new to me. This is really simple for kids, right? Like yeah. well, lots of adults use it too, but it's yeah. easy to understand for children, uh-huh. the buying and selling of stuff. Yeah, You can buy something, buy low, sell high. You can use that for your whole life. Yeah. Right now it's just toys. Later on it might be real estate and stuff or cars or something. So uh, teaching them those skills of buying and selling something intelligently, great added value for you as a father, right? To teach their mm-hmm. kids so or teach your kids. So I think that that really is the... Uh, Big important thing. And uh-huh. it's non-negotiable in my household. Like there's no choice in the matter. As they get a little older, maybe they'll start pushing back a little bit. But luckily to, uh, to date, because uh, they heard it when they were like three years old. Right? Like, this has been instilled in them their whole life, right? And right now there have been no questions. Yeah. They, they give the 50% of whatever they earn. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and so like thinking more back to adult world. Um, like, so you help your clients with, uh, some investments as well. And I know that's a big daunting world, um, for a lot of us. 
uh, our family starting to get to a place where um, we're we're about to come out of some student loan debt, and so we're about to free up some assets, and um, and now looking at okay, how do we invest? Like you said, consciously, um, intentionally. What advice do you have for fathers listening on that specific topic? Really great question. So I I believe that yes, it is a very very daunting world. Okay. For whatever reason, I was inclined towards it, right? With my education, I've always been interested in how do millionaires become millionaires, right? Like I've read hundreds of books on these topics on investing, success, et cetera. So yeah, maybe I'm inclined for it. So I was okay with doing that. But I know a lot of fathers are not inclined. However, there is a, you know, a quote that I want to give the audience here. How hard you work will have very little to do with how well you retire, Okay. And that basically means we work hard. That's great. We work hard to make money, hopefully above our living expenses. That's our savings. We take that savings and we invest it. Where you ultimately invest that money year after year after year, decade after decade, at the end of that time frame, that is what will determine how well you retire, how well you invest your money. So now your question was, what advice would I give? Yes, the world is very daunting. Do I do real estate? Do I do stocks? Do I do Bitcoin, cryptos? Like, there are so many things out there that are vying for your money's attention. But now as a father, I believe in simplification. So what does that mean? It means that I want the fathers out there to understand. Focus on just one asset class that you're interested in. For me, I researched stocks, real estate, business. I was always in business. So when it came to wealth building, I chose real estate. But now when you get into real estate, I want now, them now to focus down a little bit more. So one asset class, one strategy. For me, it was buy and hold. Nice, not flips, right? Not conversions, not condo, con- none, of, none of this stuff. Just buy a property, make sure it looks nice, rent it out for the long term. So one strategy, one location. For me, like I said, all of my properties were within a three-minute drive of my house. doesn't have to be for you, but it, it's in an area that you know is going to grow, that's going to be popular one area, and then one property type. I buy three bedroom bungalows on 60 by 120 foot lots and rent them out to families. Do you see how everything that we just drilled down, now everything is simple. I only have to worry about the economics of my area. I have to worry about the house prices, the tenant profiles, etc. of my area. I only have to know about the prices of bungalows, not big houses. So everything, when a father can simplify down based on your research, what asset class, and then you have to dig down. Let's use the stock example. If it was stocks, one, okay, so one asset class, stocks, one strategy. It could be the buy and hold, it could be I wanna trade options, ETFs, whatever, there's different strategies involved. Then dig down to an area. I would focus on one or two industries that I get to know better than anyone else. What you're trying to do, Ryan, in any investing thing, a father is trying to build himself a competitive advantage. The way you do that is by mitigating your risks. The way you mitigate your risks is by doing your research ahead of time. All before investing a dollar. I literally spent months researching my area, even though I lived in it, before I started investing and inviting other people to invest with me. So that formula, simplifying by drilling down and laser focusing, it'll help any father overcome this whole overwhelm. Yeah. of investing yeah definitely super simple in words um just gotta do it have that discipline to focus so 
Yes. Right. When you start talking about investing in real estate, I'm like, oh man, that sounds good and really expensive. That's right. Yeah. Let's, I mean, we're talking dollars. Let's talk dollars. What's like, Mm -hmm. what's, what's the number value like to get involved in investing? Like, yeah. Where, where, where does that start at? Clearly I am so foreign and (laughs) inequipped to be having these conversations that I can't even ask like, how much exact dollars do I need to make this happen? Okay. So we'll kind of come at it from a more 30,000 foot view. You realize the answer would change if you want to invest in New York city versus let's say in uh, maybe Nebraska or Oklahoma or something somewhere where there's a lot less people. Uh Right. So now let's figure out, let's first drill down into an area. All right. Let's say we're in the Midwest somewhere. Now we're going to look at, okay, again, let's drill down. We have an area, we have a property type. Let's say you can buy a very nice family home, three bedroom, four bedroom. I don't know what the number is. I'm going to pick a number here. Let's say you can buy it for 200000 uh-huh. and you can rent it out for maybe $1,000 a month, $1,200 a month, something like that. Now the math is roughly, and this can go up or down slightly, but here's the general rules of thumb. Take the purchase price of what it's going to take to buy a property, uh-huh. 20% of that number plus a 5% buffer for closing costs, lawyer fees, et cetera. So about 25% of the purchase price is what you're going to need in cash. Day one. Then the other 75 to 80%, you're going to go to a bank and arrange a mortgage. Yep. Once you buy that house, you are then going to rent it out to tenants for the long term. So that number is kind of rough. Use that 25% rule. Some people you can get away with 10%, 15%, but just as a general rule, where a lot of it's easier to get mortgages, et cetera, to deal with loan officers, use that 20, 25%, especially, um, you know, if it's an area, you know, really well. Mm-hmm. And the one little piece of advice, especially with real estate, it's important to invest in areas where people are going to want to live, going to want to live very important here. That way in the next five to seven years, if you, when I talk about re- reducing uh, risk by your research, Mm-hmm. I knew how many people were going to come to this area over the next 10 years. I knew the demographics of those people that were going to come here. So I knew the population was growing. I knew that they were all high income earners that were coming to this area. So I already kind of had a good idea of property prices, et cetera, and the right strategy. So the number will change, but roughly 25% of whatever that property price is that you're looking at investing in, this answer will change if it's a building, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to a single family home. So. The number ranges, but that's how you kind of figure it out is use rules of thumb, 20, 25%. Well, I appreciate you taking that. I think it's, and you meant you like hit on this earlier that we don't talk about this enough. And I think there's, you know, that maybe some, some typical male competitiveness, um, machismo, um, which I think is, is really detrimental because um, you start competing with people who are in totally different pay grades and like have just totally different interests and in, in lifestyles than you're really striving for. Um, so I appreciate you diving into the nuance and sharing um, some of the numbers. I hope that wasn't too, um, too nitty gritty for the listeners out there. No, if they're interested, they'll, they'll follow. Definitely. Yeah. They'll follow it. They'll understand it. And it's yeah. important that they do Re- reduce your risk and then invest your family's money. Much safer, much better. That's perfect, man. Reduce the risk and then invest. That's um, uh, so I know you've set up some some information and some some contact info that we'll want to share. Before that, though, want to get your final words of wisdom for the fathers listening today. 
Yeah, I think we've hit on it already. When it comes to your money, guys, like it's your family. I hope that you don't rely on the government. I hope that you will not rely on financial advisors, accountants, lawyers, etc. We're fathers and you hit on it. Like we are kind of brought up to be the protectors. And that macho thing comes in where we don't ask for directions. We don't talk about finances. Let's get that changed. If you ultimately want to be the protector of your family, learn this stuff, manage your own money, get self-directed because it is literally underneath oxygen and maybe physically, you know, just loving our kids and protecting them. What is the next most important thing we can possibly do? All right. It's not teach them to throw a football. It's not like, you know, any of these, it is, how do you manage your money so that you can intelligently live a good life? Right? So that's my word of wisdom to fathers. Even again, wherever you are, doesn't matter. Let's move forward, move forward. Uh, the resource. Yeah. They go to www.preparedfathers.com forward slash F O F and they can get that resource. The ultimate guide to financial preparation. Great starting point. And um, you can read, they can reach out to me, uh, Jay at prepared fathers. I love hearing feedback from the listeners. Uh, if they have questions, they can reach me there. I still like, I still like email a little bit old school that way. I'm on all the socials, but email is still uh, preferred. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. Try to keep it as personal as possible. That's right. Um, That's awesome. right. Well, Jay, thanks. I mean, thanks for, for what you're doing and, and for using your skills to help other fathers prep for, for their lives and, and hopefully not those same situations, but in the event they do come their right. families and they are ready. And, and thank you so much for joining us today on fatherhood on fire. Had a great time, Ryan. Thanks very much for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fatherhood on Fire with Jay Gabrani. I'm your host, Ryan Sullivan. If there's a father we should have on the show or a topic we should be discussing, email me at ryan at fatherhoodonfire.com. Help us spread the fire by leaving us a review on iTunes or Spotify and share with another father who inspires you. Have a great week. Love your kids. Love yourselves. Spread the fire. In fatherhood, I'm Ryan Sullivan.